Hello, all my listeners, and welcome to The Thing. It's your favorite show about wizards that dance and laugh and sing. And sometimes Thony shoots folks, and sometimes Solomon laughs, and sometimes Fiona will knock you on your ass. So, so, there was a huge part of this that was the Tiny Toon Adventures song. Yep. And then you kind of just strayed off of that. Yeah, you know, I've got I've got a lot of influences, Tony. I gotta mix them all in there. I gotta represent. I'm vast. I contain You're, multitudes. Casey is like the cold stone of music. I thought you were gonna say Coldplay and be both really touched and offended at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like because you start off with a base of some kind of delicious ice cream, and then you just right. mix everything else in there. Yeah, I have a problem when I go to Cold Stone because. The only ice cream my girlfriend really likes from there, it's called Mud Pie Mojo. And I can't remember that. And eventually it turns into different words in my head. And it becomes Tahoe Mojo Monkey. And I know that's not correct. And no, becomes, not even a little bit. No, it becomes Tiger Mountain Mud Monster. And I just, I go in there and I have to go through three reverse translations in my head to figure out which goddamn frozen treat I want. This is what you get for being a whimsical monster. You're not wrong! There's there's a very definite downside. Get off the fucking moon for once. <laughs> Never! Live like a normal goddamn human like the rest of us. Go to your soul-crushing job that doesn't pay you enough. Live under a mountain of debt for the rest of your life and then die sad and alone. Wow. There's a lot going on in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Not much of it is gaming. No. Is it ever, though? It It never is. Jackie, what are you yelling about in the background? Get up on your mic, girl. Sorry. I'm playing with, I had my, my bridal shower last night, and I'm playing with all the things I got. Nice. So what were you shouting about back there? She I, I, was just, I was just saying, wow. Uh, all right, before we start, I, I do want to say that, uh, Dylan, you reminded me, um, the second best joke I have ever made on the internet was uh, Marlon, our good friend Marlon, mm-hmm. um, made a comment about how if there's anything he hates more than the Holocaust, it's Coldplay and Rihanna together. Oh. And I commented and I said, hey, I think the Holocaust had real artistic merit and not just because I found it when I was emotionally malleable in high school. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, that oh a good, buddy. That a good joke. I love Coldplay, you guys. I'm not saying they're good. I'm saying I love them. The best joke I've ever made on the internet was when my sister posted that Jason Mraz got married, and I said, Mrazeltov! <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you for that one. Thank you. Thank you. I saw my chance, and I took it. All right. So, this is Semi-Automagic Inc., which, I mean, on the tin, it says it's a podcast about wizards, but I think we've done a pretty decent job of we've describing had, that so far. We had not one, but two theme songs this week. Did we? Yeah. yeah what was the other one? The the one oh, that you right. sang. And then, music now. Yeah. Nice. It's going to sync up perfectly. Yep. All right. Oh, God. Okay, so last time on uh, this, we discovered that um, the much maligned and dearly departed coach Hendergast of uh, Clackamas Middle School had been framed for his alleged illicit activities involving the football program. Um, it was it was that wily so-and-so Piper the Huntress 
in his guise who procured the drugs and illicit substances and uh, ladies of the evening for the football team. Yep. Um, Salvador Hernandez got real mad. And then there was some talk about smoke bomb budgets. Yep. And then Solomon came up with what I think we can agree is a pretty bitchin' plan for, like, a stable potion matrix. Well, the the idea behind it was that it would be a a it would be an array that turns the blade hub in on itself, right? Where you're connecting the blade hub rather than to the membranes between worlds. Right. Just like aiming that thing back at the throne of mists and then taking the shot and hoping it works. Yeah, and I mean who knows what that'll do. I'm yeah, sure bad be- things. I'm sure that'll go really poorly for all of us. Right, but hopefully less bad than the bad that will happen if these blade hubs are allowed to do whatever they were going to do. Well, yeah. One hopes, yeah, anyway. So, so he and Rowan, who, despite, in every sense, legally and financially speaking, being a junior deputy warden of the White Council, will not allow himself to be called that. Um, the two of them set off to speak to uh, Xavier Tangleforth the fifth to obtain some geosmin, a rare mineral necessary for Solomon's array, and also for Rowan to speak with uh, a boyfriend. couple of his boyfriend and a couple of his sketchier contacts about seeing about uh, obtaining industrial quantities of three eye. Yep. Which you will recall is a psychotropic drug that strips the veil from the eyes of mortals and allows them to view the world as it is, which is to say impossible for limited mortal minds to conceive of. Yep. Um, Fiona, for her part, um, went hand in hand with, uh, Paroa Dalma to, uh, go do some work on the ley lines and, uh, layout of ferry and whatnot. And Wake Wagner went bowling. Yep. Good for him. He did a lot last, uh, last, uh, not last episode, but the one before that. Yeah, he, yeah. he's punched a lot of things, so. He, he, did. he sure did. Yeah. yeah, and he feels like when he, when he bowls, he gets to punch ten things at once. That's how many pins there are, right? There's ten? Yeah. Cool. I was right about a thing. Good job. Right. Have you ever actually been bowling? Yeah, I like bowling. Okay. I'm not good, I'm not good at it. But, I mean, no, I that's it. fair. Nobody, nobody who's anybody is good at bowling. No, good at bowling. I'm good at bowling. Nice. Like I, I said. Oh, wow. Damnation. Are we at Portlandia's seashore? Because it is salty in here. Ooh. Yeah, there's, there's a river that goes, I mean, the, the city. Nope. Uh-uh. River <laughs> through the window. Three, two, one cannon. <laughs> river through the window is my Shell Silverstein compilation. I'm so that's proud good. of you. I'm so <laughs> bless everything you choose to be. Um, also, I feel like when you go to the bowl, it's you don't go to bowl; you go to hang out at the bowling alley. Sure, no, you I go to hang out, and bowling is happening. Exactly. I don't know, Phony. Do you have one of those wrist braces? No. Like like Jesus wears in the Big Lebowski. I no. can guarantee you, he wants one now, though. No, I don't. Those things nice. are stupid. I said I could guarantee it, Anthony. Also, just because it's stupid doesn't mean you can't want one. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. I buy that's stupid like, stuff. All that's like the, time. the basis of Fiona's existence. <laughs> yeah, I bought a real stupid thing just this week. Um, all my life, I've loved to draw like 
arrays and circles and magic signs and stuff. And my daddy would get real mad when I do it on the walls, even in chalk, which came off. So you know what I decided? I decided I'm a grown ass man. I pay my own bills. I can afford all the invisible ink and black lights I want. So (laughs) I just ordered some. (laughs) And now, now my walls, when you flick on the thing, all look like an episode of Supernatural where they're breaking into Crawley's house. It's cool. That's amazing. I just imagine, I imagine you're, you're gonna have a room one day that is one of the, like, heroes style, just like, lines of thread going across the entire room and connecting newspaper clippings from all over the world. Yep. And you're just gonna have that room just to say you have that room. Not because it's actually solving anything, but you're connecting things and blaming it on the Illuminati just because it's funny. Yeah, they're not called the Illuminati. God damn it. (laughs) So we went outside and saw a bunch of fucking creepy scarecrows. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. And then, oh, I remember that part now. Um, You guys went outside (laughs) and you saw... We recorded that literally the day before yesterday. (laughs) Um, And I tried to set them on fire. Yes, you did. And as you did so, they began to uh, project a creepy song into your minds. Uh, And then, yes, you did set it on fire. And it so went I up in flames. I succeeded in setting it on fire? Oh, you super did, girl. So, so it is now singing creepily and also on fire? Yep. And right. you said there was more than one, didn't you? Yeah, because you and, uh, because Solomon and Rowan were heading out the front door and they met one which was implanted in the, like, the little roundabout of the park up that, um, stood in front of the Westfield Carter. And, um, Perot Adalma and Fiona met one in a, like, a botanical garden that led to Perot's lab. Okay. Interestingly enough, and Rowan and Solomon could have no way of knowing this, but as soon as the one that Fiona holds her, um, lighter to catches, the one in front of you two also simultaneously ignites. Oh, good. Yeah, so you guys don't know what that's about. Yeah. Uh, Mom always told me. If you see a scarecrow spontaneously burst into fire, it's not a good thing. You know, you would think that, but I don't know, man. Sometimes you don't want a scarecrows away from things, and so you should get rid of a scarecrow. And I can't think of a better way to get rid of a bundle of hay but to light it on fire. Oh, God. Light it on fire, it lit itself on fire. I Well... I'm not saying that that's necessarily a good sign. I'm just saying, you know, maybe some wizard up in the tower that we're standing in front of saw this thing and decided it didn't need to be here. Maybe, hopefully, that's what happened and not something creepy. You you just hear, you you hear a voice calling from far away, Nope, it wasn't me! (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so... If you turn around, Salvador is literally just poking his head out of a window. (laughs) Um, I, I shake my wrist cuffs and, and poke the tie clip. I go, hey, Fiona? Yeah? Do you want to go deal with a guy who owns a quarry? Uh. Like, rest of the plan's on hold. Seems like, uh, Mother Harvest needs a swift kick to the ass, and I can't think of anybody better than us three. Yeah, let's do it. Punchy, pierogi, you in? I just ordered some nachos so bring them with you yeah i want nachos jimmy Order. can i get those nachos to go okay thanks jimmy yeah great thanks, awesome jimmy. jimmy's pretty cool we could be right. a trap 
I mean, Bye, we could Walter. be. We probably Bye, are. Hi, Donnie. All right. Where, um, where are we going? We're probably walking into a trap at the Hearthstone Quarry. But you know what? Whatever. You guys at the trap. You really want to do this? Tra- you really want to do this before you even attempted to make your thing? I mean, the thing is going to deal with the Throne of Mists. The 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 stuff at the Hearthstone Quarry needs to get dealt with one way or another. And you know what? I'm tired of dancing around the issue. It's right, it's fire and brimstone time, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go do it then. I guess. I throw on my cloak. I strap my wizard sword to my belt. I grab my staff. We roll I out. To, I have to stop at my storage locker to get a new water gun. Because I exploded. Yeah, you do that. All right, um, Fiona uh, Peroa turns to you and says, So do you think we should... I mean, I mean, I guess the more of us, the better, right? Yeah, you want to come? Well, yeah. I mean, we've we've dealt with this uh, the manager of that quarry before. You guys sent us to go talk to him. Yeah, what did we learn from them about him? Not much. Yeah, I don't remember them actually telling us anything. Like, all I remember is us focusing on the uh, the Clackamas Middle School. Yeah, so like, Pierogi and uh, Punchy McHuge can uh, brief us on the way. Yeah, and um, and they do so. From them, you learned that they uh, showed up at the Hearthstone Quarry, which uh, had a bustling atmosphere. Like, it was energized. Like, everyone there was not only, like, happy to be working, but they seemed... <clears throat> like really grateful like like bad news had come down and just been averted or or suddenly swept away anyway they were like just barely not whistling while they worked um you learn that they went to the foreman's office and there met with a Mr. Joel Heck who was very hospitable and they asked if there had been any unusual activity or any strangers poking around the area. He consulted with his secretary, who he says was there more often than he is, and she checked her little day book and, like, the record books of the quarry and said that nothing too terribly unusual had come up lately. Um, They interviewed a couple of the quarry workers who said that not only had nothing bad been happening, but that work had been better than ever. They just found a huge new vein of granite, like unprecedentedly huge and of unbelievable quality. And that uh, times were good. Overtime was being authorized. Bonuses were coming in. Um, they They were living the life of Riley, which was really good because previously, like the boss hadn't said anything. There hadn't been any memos. But you know, when things aren't good up top, the people down below kind of get a feel for it. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So uh, honestly, it's it's a good time all around at at the Hearthstone Quarry. Um, interestingly enough, it seems to be a very I mean, in true Landportlandian fashion, the Hearthstone Quarry does seem to be an enormous mixing pot of uh, various ethnicities and religions and orientations. And basically, if you can swing a pickaxe, if you can harvest granite or cut it or do anything with stone, you are welcome at the Hearthstone Quarry. And to that effect, there's actually, um, in a, 
like a niche alcove cloister that they've cut out of one side of the main pit. There's a kind of all faiths shrine where, you know, some people have set up and, and they've, they've used their own, um, granite for this, like cast off pieces that weren't good for commercial use, but they've, you know, one person built a cross, another person put together a stone menorah and a, um, the, the name of Allah, which was really interesting and difficult to do because it's so squirmy quirvy, you guys. And, um, and various other religious icons there in, in full size. And the place is just bustling. Seems like, seems like things are great at the Hearthstone Quarry. Alright. Cool. Great. Good to know. What did you find out about Joel Heck himself? Um, are you asking Punchy or Paroa? Both of them. Okay. Uh, Joel Heck seems like a stand-up guy. He's always been a pillar of the community ever since the quarry opened about 30 years ago. Yeah, that was, that was a stonework joke. You caught me, Warden Byron. Good job. I, uh... <laughs> um... Ever since the quarry opened up about uh, 30 years ago, it's always been very involved in local uh, community dealings. And ever since Joel became the foreman about, wake, what was it, 20 years ago? Yeah, about um, 20 years ago, I think. Um, yeah, he's been very involved in uh, various charitable organizations. Um, and actually, he's on board of a couple of them, including the Foundation for Dyslexic Diabetic Child Refugees with Chronic Italianism, to whom he makes does, substantial contributions. Does he lay the foundation Tony looks ready to slap somebody. <laughs> I'm still trying to unpack all the layers in does he lay the foundation. <laughs> that was good. There was a lot going on there, Dylan. You should feel really good about that one. You're welcome. Really attracted to Pearl right now. James <laughs> <laughs> Joyce shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um you just hear you just hear Wake Wagner say, Hey, hey, high five. Warden Byron, high five. Yeah, okay, fine. You just both air five at the same time. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, uh, that <clears> particular, <throat> that particular charity, the Foundation for Dyslexic Diabetic Child Refugees with Chronic Italianism is near and dear to, uh, to Joel Heck's heart. Apparently, a number of his family members have been afflicted with one or two of those terrible, terrible conditions. I'm mm -hmm. seeing a lot of connections with this particular charitable organization and weird shit that's going on here. Well, you know, it's interesting you should say, because shortly after we spoke with him, and he and his secretary confirmed that for us, we went and we tried to have a chat with them over at the uh, the FFDDCRWCI, and their local branch closed down not too terribly long ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And we, we tried to look into the records, but, like, I mean, you don't have to... You don't have to like file a reason when you close down your your charity. Like you don't have to explain yourself to anyone. So it's really only hearsay. We're trying to get in touch with their national headquarters, but it's like any other bureaucracy. It's taken far too long to get information. All right, so that's more doors to kick down, probably. No, that's the thing, dude. There ain't no door. No, Just I'm gone. saying, I'm saying we leave Portlandia someday. Oh, metaphorical doors. <laughs> yes. Sure. What? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Metadorical. Yes. You're, meta you're metadorable. Wake, you should probably uh, open a book one hey, of these you know days. What? You know What's... what? Wake oh. Wagner, Punchy McHuge was bowling, and you know what? He had a couple of oat sodas in him, and that ain't no crime. 
What the hell is an oat soda? That is a beer, my lady. All right, so we've got a drunk punchy man. We've got... I know I'm drunk, but what are you? We've got very little information about Joel himself, and we've got a quarry full of witnesses. So... Just saying, like, I I don't know if if, uh, maybe I'm feeding off a stereotype here, but it seems to me like a quarry wouldn't typically be the kind of place where everybody's happy and, and you know, it's, it's hard work and physical labor. And I, I don't know. I watched an episode of the Flintstones once, oh and my all of the God. workers there seemed really happy. Did they? Did they in the Flintstones? Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah. With their, I, their dinosaurs to help them out. Yeah. I think my number one favorite thing about the interaction between Fiona and Rowan is that I can almost never tell if it's them or just Thony and Jackie. I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so my point is, uh, uh, Pierogi, when do the, the, the quarrymen's go home? Um, Surely we're near nightfall, right? Um, yeah, nightfall's actually about an hour west of there. Great. No, I'm joking. That's that was a, that was that was a town joke. Uh, I bet. Yeah. No, the sun is. Uh, she's she's fixing to set. Um, by the time you get to the quarry, it is uh, darkened considerably, and sure enough, the folks are are packing up and heading home for the day. Great. The uh, light in the manager's office, though, is still very much uh, on, and there appears it, to be some activity going on in there. It fucking better be. <laughs> I, love... I, Go ahead. I like fed up Solomon I do too This guy's <laughs> about action and taking names And he's you know what Fucking scarecrows sure why not <laughs> So what approach do we want to go to this Are we going to do the The whole we're not who we say we are And we're trying to Oh get no I am, I am pulling the warden of the white council card Immediately Is okay. what's going to happen we're bringing him in on formal charges. We're dismantling whatever ontomorphic bullshit he's got going, and then I'm gonna punch him until he until he tell, explains these blade hubs to me, or at least I'm gonna have Wake punch him. I, you know what? I'd be willing to make whatever small contribution I might to the punching effort. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You know what? After this, Warden Byron, you and me going bowling. Great. I. Don't know that I've ever been bowling, but great. That's the, that's the one with the heavy were... thing that you just toss, right? I thought yeah. you were an American. I, I, I mean, last time I checked. Alright, we're gonna have to resolve that with the INS later. <laughs> okay, so you guys are literally going in, um, literal magical guns metaphorically blazing. Um, yeah. I, I got a question, Casey. What's uh, up, dog? My one with nature, uh, yeah. would that work in a quarry? Because I feel like... Let me take a look. I don't remember if we said it was just grassland or if it was actually, like, natural areas. Because uh, I feel like when well, you talk a about a quarry... is a natural area. It's yeah. natural stone. It's not it like is. a forest, but it, it is. is the earth. Plus, um, with quarries, there's usually a, a significantly large body of water at some yeah. in it. You're not wrong. 
Um, okay. Let's see here. Plus, I'm, plus one to careful, clever, or sneaky when sussing out the status and current inhabitants of a naturalized area. Yeah, absolutely. You're good. So, so, so I think I think uh, the one exception to that is going to be anybody like sitting in a forklift or something, right? What do you mean? Like if well, like, if like, somebody's around all of the machinery that they've brought in to do the quarrying, that's going to be a problem. Those are going to be blind spots. Yeah, sure. Okay, so what I, I don't want to like, especially because. I'm not actually part of the White Council. Like, I have no real authority. Um, I feel like I should uh, stake myself out somewhere within here uh, so I can give you guys eyes and ears in in case anything wonky happens or Did you bring your rifle? I brought my water gun. That's not a rifle. I brought my pistol. All right. Uh, Then set up somewhere close. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll hide myself, but... uh, uh, I should, if I tap into it heavily enough, should have uh, eyes and ears, metaphorically speaking, uh, in this entire area. Yeah, you will, but you are, as mentioned, you are going to have blind spots where there's heavy, heavy machinery. Yeah. And and as because because most of them have gone home, most of it isn't going to be on, but yeah. there will still be some going. Okay, uh, next question, Casey. Uh, Good thinking, dude. This put me in my face dress track. Yeah, that's a good question. Let me check. Um, let me I check. Two my... last last time we did stuff, but I don't you know. did, and and that 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 reset. You guys you guys hung out for a little while. Um, let me see here. The amount of stress depends on the amount of fey power used, the nature and the circumstances. Da, 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 da. A lot. Like I, I have to really really focus if I want to get a big. Yeah, this is definitely. Um, you know what? I'm gonna say this is gonna put you up to uh level two on your on your fey nature stress track, and you don't get to know what that means until it becomes relevant. Okay. Whee! Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Oh no. Yep. Okay, so you're hanging out there. Um, P.F. Chang, what are you doing? I want to see Solomon punch somebody. Fair enough. Okay, so the f- so you're going to be four people strong busting into a, a quarry foreman's office. Yep. You're going to be yep. four men going to see a foreman. Yeah. Nice. We we okay, are cool. in fact the four men of the quarry. Nice. God, wow. Dylan, you're. Oh, you're I'm on a roll guy. today. You yeah. really are. Your dice probably aren't going to be. Well, no. They never are. All right. Um, there is a save point nearby. Uh, I ignore it. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. God bless you. That's how okay. I play all RPGs. Yes. There's just a circle of light with the uh, with the Magic Beans logo spinning in it. <laughs> hey, that's mine. Yeah. Okay. So, cool. You guys um, approach the foreman's office. There's light going on inside. Do you knock or do you just barge on in? I mean, I knock. Okay, and then very good. Barge. Yeah, knock, then barge, then pay for the damage. Um, you enter. No, you knock, and almost as soon as you do, like almost a little too soon, uh, the door is opened by a not unpleasant but fairly severe-looking woman of completely indeterminable age. Um, her skin color is exactly what you think it is. And she is dressed very professionally. Um, she has almost no jewelry. She does have a necklace. And she's holding a number of documents. Her hair is done up in kind of a severe bun. And she says, uh, hello, what can I do for you? We're here to see Joel Heck. And who may I say uh, is we? Uh, well, I am one 
Solomon Byron. This mm-hmm. here is Perot Adalma, Wake mm-hmm. Wagner, and mm-hmm. Fiona Peekwork. Oh, all right. Agents, agents uh, Wagner and Dalma, I remember you nice folks. Uh, so these are friends of yours, I presume? Uh, he, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Wake Wagner is, he is just, he's full of noodles, is what he's, he is. He's teetering and tottering. He sure is. And uh, Perot Adalma just says, yeah, no, they're, they're with us. And uh, we just had a couple more questions for uh mr heck if that if that would be all right and i'm i'm sorry it was was it sibel yes it's sibel thank you please uh come in and she admits you um somewhat not hesitantly but like well i guess i gotta let you people in um you enter and it's um it's like any other foreman's office you've ever seen Sure, you know. there's there's a hard hat with a with a lamp on it just sitting on the table. Exactly. There's a pickaxe leaning against one wall. Yeah, there's a lamp whose shade is a hard hat. Sure. Yep. Yeah, that's got that's got to exist somewhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. It, it does now. But yeah. it's like it's it's the Mega Man like Metor hard hat. Like it's not. Yeah. Exactly, with a little cross on. Yeah, totes, totes. And uh, the wall's got calendars on, and there's, you know, it's it's an office. It's where where business stuff gets done. Sure. And in uh, in one corner is uh, a large desk that is not large because it is nice and fancy, but large because it needs to hold a lot of stuff. And behind it, and behind a mountain of paperwork, is a uh, tall, lanky man dressed in uh, in workman's boots and flannels, furiously scribbling at some paperwork. Sure. Uh, Sibel wanders over and says, uh, Mr. Heck, you, you have some visitors. Uh, he looks up. He says, Well, hi! No, no, he doesn't. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do that to you guys. You absolutely would do that. I would, but not, not, not right now. Right. He looks up and he goes, Well, hello, everyone. No, no, he doesn't do that either. Um, I just, I get, no, I get voice anxiety because I'm afraid I'm going to pick a stupid one and then be stuck with it. <laughs> I mean, that hasn't so stopped you, you at any I other point in this show. You know, Johnny Vampire. I love Johnny Vampire so much, you guys. Okay. Um, no, he, uh, he looks up and he says, Oh, good afternoon. Uh, what can I do for you? Oh, Agent Sparrow, Agent, uh, Agent Wade Wagner, welcome back. It is a pleasure to see you again. And he, he steps out from behind his, his pile of paperwork, uh, behind which he apparently did not see Pierogi Dalai Lama and Pochi McHugh at first. Sure. He comes around and says, uh, welcome back to my humble quarter. It is a pleasure to see you again. Who are your friends? You just stand there blankly. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he was, he was talking to Wake and Piroga, Pierogi. Pierogi. The other one. God, Dylan, I, sw- I swear to Crystal Dragon Jesus, she's going to be a piece of Ikea furniture by the end of this season. <laughs> okay, uh, no, that's fair. That's a point, actually. Um, Wake Wagner says, well, yeah, this is this year. This is my bowling buddy, um, Solomon Byron. He's a cool guy. You can tell by how tall he is. And over there, we've got um, Fiona... She owns a coffee house, and her hair is interesting colors. And then you got that jackass. Um, hey, wow. sorry, I'm sorry, jackass. Give me a second. Uh, R- uh, Rowan. His name's Rowan. I'm not and here. Um, I'm pointing at a. I'm pointing at an empty space in the room because I'm so so drunk. I'm seeing Rowan's. 
That's okay. How many oh. Rowans? Well, well, how many Rowans does it take to ruin a scene he's not even in? <laughs> um, no, Man, okay. So, you ruined it. Yeah, I sure did. So yeah, he does. He, does, he introduces Solomon and uh, and Fiona, and uh, Joel Heck greets you warmly and professionally, and he says, "Sure." Yeah, he says, oh, well, it's a pleasure to meet you. I, I had assumed that uh, when last I spoke with Agents uh, Wagner and Alma here that uh, the investigation they were conducting would be concluded. Do you have uh, more questions for me? Yeah, how about we start with you explaining to me what uh, what in the hell Mother Harvest is? Um, okay. He He's, he's thrown a little off kilter. Sure. Uh... You you can't really tell unless you want to give me a good reason you'd be able to tell that I mean, you you can't tell whether it's because you've hit a nerve or it's because you've said just complete nonsense to him and he's trying to just like parse it. Um, but either either way he's just like what, what, what uh, I I I'm I, I'm sorry I my mother mother harvest yeah Hi. you know creepy spirit thing. I what want, do you want? Uh, could I use my, I liked it before it was cool to figure out maybe by facial cues or something if he actually recognizes the terms or if he's just confused. Um, I don't know that I liked it before it was cool would do, um, you know what? Actually, it's yeah. I'll give you that. Most things, which well, means yeah, I'm just, I'm just, knowledge of kinesiology or whatever the... Hey, you ain't in this scene, bub. Yeah. I'm yeah. helping. Alright, fair enough. No, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it on the principle that, like, she read some book by, uh, by, like, a CIA interrogator and she knows the signs or something like that. Um. Nancy Drew. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Which got cancelled because the, uh, the lead was a woman. Anyway. Yep. Yep. So yeah, go ahead and roll me a clever, and I'll see if you get any uh, any hits on your on your CIA training. You get a plus two to that roll. I got a four. You got a four all told. Yep. That's real good. Uh, yeah, this cat is not telling the truth. You're a liar. I, I, excuse me. You come into my office and you call me a liar. Yes. Uh, Miss Miss Dalma, Mister Mister Wagner, I do not like these friends of yours. They are you are very respectful, and they come in here and they sling calumny and insult, and I have offered them nothing but hospitality. Joel, cut the shit before I turn this entire quarry upside down and rip you apart. I think you need to get out of my office, sir. I think you need all to right, all right. To deal with the harvest bitches. All right, let's all just calm down for a minute here. Far be it for me to be the voice of reason, but. And, uh, at just that moment, like, there is no warning. Like, drunken master style. He just, he just lunges forward and, and gets right up in, in Joel Hex's fries. Mm-hmm. And he says, Hey there, friendo. I've had about two Heinekens, and who knows what I'm gonna get up to. Maybe you should tell the nice folks what they wanna know. He, uh, he stumbles backwards. He says, Agent Wagner. I had expected better from a man with such a magnificent belt of buckle. Hey, <laughs> Sibel? Uh, uh, yes, Mr. Heck? Uh, I think that, uh, perhaps you should summon the authorities because these people are no longer my guests and they are no longer welcome in my office. I draw my sword and block the door. 
Okie dokes. Um, he looks at you with the sudden understanding that the situation is not at all what he thought it was. No. No. Um, he, he backs away carefully and says, I just, just who are you people? We are the authorities. We're the last authorities you're going to see. He's very, very confused. What do you people want from me? We want to know who Mother Harvest is, who or what. We want to know anything you know about something called an ontomorphic field dampener, or just, in general, a strange object you've been in contact with nearby that warps reality. And then, we want you to tell us everything you know. Uh, his eyes, at the mention of strange objects, his eyes dart almost imperceptibly to the wall leading outside. There's nothing on the wall, but it's almost as if he was trying to look outside, but then there was a wall. Um, now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Solomon, when you said that just now, that was the third time that the name Mother Harvest has been said out loud in this conversation, right? Yep. 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 Okay. Um... From behind you, you hear a sound like the howling of a thousand winds through bare tree branches on the night of the full moon when Halloween was still scary to you and when the dark was not a comforting place at the end of the day but instead a place from which you sought refuge. And uh, as you turn to look... The woman to whom you were introduced as Sibel uh, begins to take on a different shape. Of course she does. Um, let me look up. A, let me look up a thing real quick. Let's see here. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. Okay. Um, her hair looses itself from its bun immediately and begins to flow out behind her. Um, its ends curling upward to form a shape not unlike a crescent moon. Her reasonable business attire uh, transforms into something not unlike a toga. Mm-hmm. And shining on her face like letters made of moonlight are uh, streaks of silver flashing into ever-changing glyphs uh, around her glowing eyes. And the same voice that uh, issued forth from the Scarecrows invades your minds once again, only this time it is a whisper that at the same time is the very loudest thing you have ever heard in your lives. And it says, You were wrong to come here. I mean, that seems inaccurate. She um, she does a great big reachy downy pulley uppy motion. <laughs> and... This was so intimidating until that. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> she... Okay, fine. She thrusts her straining, sinewing arms into the air as if summoning a dark god from the netherworld. Is that better? Is that better for your suspension of disbelief, Dylan? It is. Also, okay, cool. I, I try to ram my sword into her chest. Um, alright, well, she's doing a thing, so that is gonna be a contest of your quick against hers. Go ahead, you can go first. This is me rolling dice. Uh, yeah, that's a plus one. Okay, hey, that ain't nothing, pal. Let's see here. Chungling dice. Chungle in the jungle! 
Um, all right. That is actually going to be a plus two for her. So you, you lunge with your shining warden sword, uh, singing its silver song in the night. And as you're about to plunge it into her betogad abdomen, a gnarled, withered tree bursts up from the very floorboards upon which you stand. And I don't mean like, like there was a full-grown tree underneath and it just went, Hi, everybody! It's me! It's the tree! I mean, like, it just grew up in the space of a couple of seconds. And your sword uh, digs deep into its innocent, innocent wood body. All its poor xylem and phloem, Solomon, they've been severed, and it's all your fault. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, as it does so, its... Uh, its branches begin to divide themselves into uh, two or three big clusters. And one of them is just going to reach down and uh, take a swing at Fiona. Go. Oh, also, we're in a fight, in case that wasn't clear. Yeah, yeah. we put that together. All right, so uh, that is going to be a uh, plus five forceful, Fiona. Okay. Uh, what that, do you want to do, girl? Is that going against my forceful, or am I making an that's that's going against whatever defense of any kind of any approach you want to try. Uh, I want to use clever. Okay. Um, jump up and onto the tree branch as it's coming at me. Hell yes, go for it. Ah, uh, sorry, my dice app is kind of stupid. You're go. good, girl. This is why we have editing. That is a two. Okay, uh, so that's not gonna work. Yeah. And yeah, and you are gonna get branch pummeled just right up in your gut meats. Oh. Um, yeah, you're gonna get sent flying and knocked uh, bodily into Joel Heck, actually, who, for his part, is standing there kind of horrified and dumbfounded. Um, so that is going to be one stress to you. Let's see here. And because we're actually starting to use rules in this game, 20 episodes in or however many, <laughs> um, just a reminder, three stresses and you are knocked out of the scene. Not necessarily that you die or anything, but you're removed from the action somehow. Okay, so um, that was Solomon. That was Tree. Uh, Fiona, it is now your turn. You are uh, crumbled in a big old hurtful snuggle heap with a lanky man. Um, so is, is he surprised in that he wasn't really aware of Sibel's true form? Um, is he, is he implicit in this as well? Um, Fiona in the moment probably wouldn't be able to suss any of that out. But, um, suffice it to say he wasn't expecting to have a small girl knocked into him by a big angry tree. I mean a tall girl. I'm sorry, I, f I forgot Fiona's tall. My bad, go ahead. Uh... Um, as you saw her transforming, by the way, you saw that her uh, necklace actually remained where it was, except instead of a, a fine uh, gold chain with a pendant at the end, it turns into one of those, you know those, um, it's like a necklace, but it's kind of big and flat. Yeah. You know what I mean, Dylan? Like like a medallion? No, it's it's like, it's it's a big... Um, piece of metal that goes all around, like it covers a little bit of the necular region, and then it goes back up in the back. I know what he means. I have no clue. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, something from a movie that would look similar. 
um, kind of like a mantle, but made of metal. Anyway, it's a piece of jewelry, and okay. um, and it's made up of segmented um, golden plates, and in the middle is uh, very clearly outlined in some other metal. Actually, no, it's in jade, outlined in jade is a uh like a haystack that's been bound up like a fascist and it's it's very prominent there like a fascist like a, fascist a, a is a, is a bundle of sticks bound together thank you thony okay. where the word fascist comes from cuz i'm a history teacher there you go buddy yeah originally actually because of that fascism had positive connotations because it had the idea of uh the strength of the many contributing to the strength of the whole, because a bundle of sticks is much harder to break than a single stick. Sure. Sure. Okay, so there's so there's uh, all that. And Fiona, Joel is uh, looking just just as horrified as you are. Like, he's he's staring at Sabelle, trying to stare at her past the tree, which is difficult. So uh, what are you going to do, girl? What exactly does my... The P stands for excellence aspect... Uh. <laughs> That's a really good question, and uh, it's kind of for you to answer. If you can, if you can figure out a way for her to be outstanding. Well, I mean, that was that was a riff off of my cat, yeah. celebrated local cat Denmark J Cat. The J stands for excellence, and it's because he's the greatest at every yeah. possible thing he does. So, if you wanted to invoke that for a moment of unexpected excellence and greatness, I would certainly allow it. I would like to do that. Cool. It's got to be thematically appropriate, though. Make it good, girl. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run at the tree. Uh-huh. I'm gonna be using a clever trait for this. Sure. Run at the tree. Use it as kind of a jumping off point to get over or around the tree. Get access to Sabelle and try to uh, rip the necklace thingy off of her. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'll allow it. Go ahead. Second. Do I get any uh, bonus to roll? Ah, uh, yeah, you can have a plus two. Okay, that's a five. Whoa, hot damn tamale! Well done. Okay, yeah, you uh, you you scarper up um the nearby limb up to the top, and if you will allow it, I am going to compel against you your other aspect. I may have exaggerated. <laughs> And if you allow me to do so, Fiona will face a negative consequence of some time of some kind. But in return, you will get a fate point. You are also free to pay a fate point and decline the compel. Uh, I have three at this point. Yeah, um, it's completely your choice. But you should have four. Didn't she no, she's, get her one last last episode? She did. She just spent it to invoke the P stands for. Okay, excellence. got it. Um, we're playing this game, you guys. We sure are. I will pay a fate point to not have exaggerated. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you go, you go scarpering over the top of the tree, and as you do so, you look down and see that there was a gnarled, uh, like, mini branch sticking off that really, really wanted to trip you but didn't get to. And you can see its little twigs at the end just form little fingers, and it goes, Aw, shucks. Um, and you look down, and where you would have fallen if it had tripped you was into a hollow that led within the tree, and inside is... It's just a nightmare cyclone. Uh, it's 
yeah, it's a whirling abyss of terrible colors and screaming faces in the darkness and just probably wouldn't have been a good place to be. I'm um, really excited that I did not fall in there. Yeah, good call. Good call. So you then spring off and uh, dart through the air towards Sibel, who um, who will see you coming, which is fair, and she gets to defend, so let's find out how. Oh, that's not a good roll. Hooray! Uh, yeah, so you... Um, I won't say you just, like, rip the necklace right off of her, but you definitely... Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scope back just a little bit. When you run up the tree, you actually do trip on the thinger, but you wangle that trip into, like, a handspring off the other side of the tree, and then the just... The little snap thing? It, it does because you didn't fall into the hole. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's canon. Don't worry about that. That's important to yeah. me, personally. Um, you wangle it into a handspring off the other edge of the tree, and then just down into a double, double-fisted boot stomp, uh, right hey. into Sibel's stupid face. <clears throat> and she goes flying into a, um, into a pile of, uh, documents and file cabinets, and actually disappears in a, in a flurry of papers for a second. Um, it is now Wake Wagner's turn. And he, uh, let's see here. Let me pull up his character sheet because I'm real excited. Um, uh, the paper's on fire. Uh, he might, he's not really a fire guy, but he might be able to do something. <laughs> let's see here. Okay. You guys see him. He's standing there just kind of wobbly, just a little bit. Those two Heinekens, he's riding that pony. But, um, uh, it's funny because Heinekens are not very alcoholic. No, it's they're true. Not. Would have been funnier if I said O'Doul's, but anyway. Um, so he, he just, he's been standing there kind of wobbling and he, uh, he gets this look in his eye, like, like he's just had enough today and all he wanted to do was bowl and it's, <laughs> and it's time to take his displeasure out on a tree. And he oh, instantly, he doesn't sober up, but his body enters action mode and his hands crisscross into his opposite coat pockets and when they emerge, his fists are clad in those fan favorites, Moses Maimonides and Gary, the dust-up cousins. Gary's and, uh, yeah, Gary's, Gary is the fan favorite. Moses Maimonides has his, you know, his, his fandom out there, but Gary's really the, the, the real pretty boy here. Okay. Um, so he, he, he puts up his dukes and he looks at the tree and he says, Timber. And he is going to uh, use his stunt, the magic of punching, which um, adds an elemental or otherwise magical flavor to Moses, Maimonides, and Gary, the dust-up cousins. And so his his knuckle dusters are going to burst into flaming magical light. And he's going to rush forward. And he also, um, because I say so, is going to get to use his other stunt, which is, I get to punch something! Which gives him uh, plus two to forceful when attacking something larger than himself. So. Ho, 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 Luck be a lady. All right. Um, let's see. So that's uh, that's math. That's math. Yeah, that's a real good forceful. So he, he runs up and, like, dispensing. What's up? That's a real good math. 
That was it was one of the better maths I've seen today. Uh, he he runs up and like dispensing with all pretense. There's no strategy. There's no oh I'm gonna duck. I'm gonna bob and weave. I'm gonna box with this tree. Ho ho ho. No, he just runs. Yeah, he just straight up in like Alex Louise Armstrong style, just kapoof. And uh, the strength of his blow is such that it actually rips the tree's roots and foundation free, and and slams it bodily backwards in the trailer, um, crashing it through the wall, uh, actually right where Sibel was, uh, shrouded in in papers and stuff, um, sending it outside and creating an enormous hole in the wall. Hey, you guys, you guys, I punched a tree. You, you sure did, I'm proud of you. Absolute crap out of that tree. Uh, Peroa Dalma, for her part, Man, battle takes a long time when there are a lot of people. It really uh, does. Peroa, yeah, this is why I don't miss fourth edition. Um, Peroa darts out of. I love. I honestly, I love the fourth. Uh, I love the uh, the battle episodes in Critical Hit because I know I can just skip those. <laughs> um, Yikes! Yeah, no, I, I love them. I do. It's just I don't need to. I don't need to listen to an hour and a half of. Uh, actually, that's a plus two item bonus, but only if I'm flanking and it's a Tuesday in June. So uh, <laughs> Peroa Dalma darts out of the door you guys came through rather than the um we can call it the new door that wake just made and we'll see what she's up to in a moment uh solomon yep retroactively it is your turn but retroactively i'm gonna need you to make a um a forceful i will just call it a save for lack of a better term to hold on to your sword as the uh as the tree is punched away uh all right uh, that's not great. That's a minus three. Yeah, buddy, your sword sailed out of this room with that tree. Whee! Oh, good. Yeah, good job. Hey, 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 Lamon, Lamon. I'm sorry I punched your your sword away. That's that's fine. That's fine. All right, um, all right. Let's go get your let's go get your sword, buddy. Come so on. where is and where he, is Sabelle in all this? Sabelle got knocked out of the room when that hole was made. Okay, great. Yeah. And what's and, Rowan doing in all this? Is he able to see the... Yeah, Rowan, you... And the the weird thing about the abstraction that is battle in tabletop gaming is that, like, this took ten minutes for us to get through, but it was all okay, basically... Yeah, it was all basically simultaneous and instantaneous. Yeah. So I have to imagine that what Rowan saw was some lights going off, and then... uh a big old tree got got just like exploded out from behind the finger, and Pierogi Dalai Lama came darting out of one of the uh, of the doors. The new door. New door. No, no, she she went out the the door. You guys came in. Yeah, okay. and now it feels like the uh, now it feels like the climax of Jack Reacher. Okay. Okay, so you see that. What do you what do you do, guy? Uh, I um, do I know like what do I sense like throughout? The rest of the quarry is like all the magic y stuff happening just there. Like, is there. Is there, there is. Coming, like. There is a very heavy concentration, as one would imagine, of, uh, of magic y stuff right where the action is happening up there. Um, there is a smaller, quieter concentration, not less powerful, but just not as vulgar. Um, over in the uh, part of the quarry where the workers have set up their various religious icons. And 
uh, dotted all throughout the quarry are some much smaller, weaker spots that if you were just to, like, look around, you wouldn't see anything. Okay. Uh, so I go run down to investigate the tree. Okay. Yeah, the tree busted out the side of the wall, and I, I mean, like, cartoon physics demand that there's just a big tree-shaped hole in the wall, but realistically speaking, like, that whole wall is gone, and there are papers flying everywhere, there's debris, you think you might have seen a lady in there somewhere, but I don't know. So, um, yeah, you get over there, and you run into Pierogi Dalai Lama, who says, Dude, did you see that? The tree come out of the house? Did you see yeah. the lady? No, what lady? There's a lady. Trust me, just find the lady you don't know. We'll explain later. Okay. I go and I find the lady I don't know. Okay. Um you run around to the other side of the uh of the trailer and the tree is definitely there and it's it's pushing itself up with its with its branches and uh forming its its roots into horrible little, like, tendrils that it's usually... Okay, so, like, the tree's trunk is one big thing with a silver sword poking out of it, but it's just got these little tiny rootles at the bottom. They're just going, like, and then letting it scuttle around a little bit. So it's it's doing that. Okay. What was that, Dylan? It's just gross and weird. Yeah, it is. It's real upsetting. It's like, you guys... Have you guys ever seen, like, a star-nosed mole? No. Okay, never mind. Um, this, anyway, uh, this tree though is reminding me of the uh, the scene in in the original Snow White where she's in the forest and like she's hallucinating that all the trees and stuff have faces. Oh my god, that is horrifying! <laughs> he just looked up a picture of the Sarno's mole. <laughs> a thing. Okay, so just imagine that. Imagine, while Dylan looks up a star-nosed mole, just imagine that the star-nosed mole's nose wigglers are, like, the roots of this thing. That is so disgusting. Listeners, listeners, just look up star-nosed mole. Okay, or save that- yourself the horror. Anyway, so it's it's just scootle-vooting around on those. It's become its little its little movers. Okay, um, Phony, you get around to the other side of the tree, which has noticed you are there, by the way. Okay, and- What's up, dog? Um, my my aspect of the last sun of spring. Uh, do you think it's possible that I could I could like exert my own control over this tree? Hmm. I mean, you can certainly try. I, I like to try. Go for it. It'll cost you a fate point, but I mean, yeah, you know, no. that's the market. Uh, yeah. So that's two down. I had one extra. So. No, wait, I lost my one extra because I didn't want to be a junior deputy. <laughs> you sure did, pal. So, so uh, I'm, I'm down to one then. Uh, what do you think I should roll for that? Last Son of the Spring Court, um, well, if you're trying directly to exert control over another entity, and really, the tree isn't alive, so what you're doing is vying for control over something else that is having control yeah. exerted over from another place. Yeah. So... So what you're really doing is battling will. Push the other person out. Exactly. So um, that sounds like forceful to me, and that'll uh, be a plus two from your aspect. So give me a uh, one second. That's sure. Three. Roll them all. Uh, three. Three. Okay. And jungle in the jungle. Okay. All right. You extend your will towards the uh the tree and your 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 nature 
your nature nature, basically, because English is ridiculous. Let's all learn Esperanto. Anyway, your nature nature allows you to enter the fiber of the tree and kind of experience what's going on in there internally. It's it's actually not unlike a soul gaze, except trees don't have souls. Um, they have spirits, but not souls. Different conversation. Anyway, you um, enter there and you feel the presence of Mother Harvest and uh, you grapple with it, but are instantly rebuffed. And it's not because you weren't strong enough. It's because as soon as you make contact with her essence or her willpower or her spirit or whatever it is that is that is wearing this tree like a glove, um, it becomes immediately clear that her nature is so diametrically opposed to yours that it's like it's like trying to control a water balloon with pure electricity like there's rubber in between you and the water so it's it's not only not working it's gonna blow some of that power back at you yeah so um it's it's just gonna wham wham you back and that is going to be um you know what i'll give you the option uh that'll be either another point on your fey nature stress track or one stress on your regular track fey nature okay just to see what happens (laughs) Well, uh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm not gonna say you're up to stage three yet. Let me take a look. Um, yeah, you're still at stage two, which uh, could be interesting uh, later in this fight. Um, so yeah, your willpower comes just walloping back to you, and uh, oh, wait. You, go well, ahead. That's another question then, because I used my fate aspect. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that also cause a stress? On my Fey Nature track? I mean, sure, pal. If you want to, yeah, you want to <laughs> rack those up, I'm not going to stop you. Okay, that is that is two marks. Okay, so here's the thing. Stage one is really easy to fill up because it's right there. Yeah. Um, stage two, you know, you get there and it's going to take quite a bit more to fill up, but it's not impossible. So you don't know how significant two stresses is on that. So I'd be careful if I were you or not. It's your decision. I'm going to do it. Like, okay. I'm really curious to to see what curious happens. To see how much you could fuck yourself up. Yep. Yep. Okay. Last week, I I mean, last episode or two episodes ago, I I took drugs and it was fun. You sure did. Um, now that you're in you're in stage two of phasmosis, uh. There is a noticeable glamour around you if one were to look for it. Uh, your features, like, you still look like a guy. You're just a dude. But if one were to really focus, you would notice that Rowan's eyes have taken on kind of an otherworldly cast. And his ears, if you really looked, might be getting just a little bit pointier. And his motions might be a little twitchier and stuff like that. Okay. Okay, so that's two Feynature stress points to you. Uh, Solomon Byron, badass PhD, who has been very patient. I am sorry, I had no idea. I, I put a lot of characters in this scene, and it's yeah, no fault of yours. Yeah. Um, I am, I, I'm just gonna, you know, break for a moment though, and say I'm really proud of us, cause we've never done really like a huge, big, involved fight before, and I'm really excited. It's a lot of fun. Go. Yeah. Uh, so, I am just gonna, uh, you know, crawl out the new door um and then call towards where the tree has landed sure just say mother harvest i'm tired of your shit (laughs) 
Fair enough. <laughs> I'd like um, to tap my uh, badass aspect, please. And then I'd like to uh, look for Mother Harvest herself. Okay, cool. Um, in all of the papers and whatnot, you you look over where you're pretty sure she might have fallen. Just mm-hmm. you know, and there there's still all kinds of papers and file folders because that's an office going on, and the pile begins to swirl and uh, and coalesce like if it's caught in. Oh, you're from Lancaster. You know those dust devils sometimes that are yeah. just trash. Yeah, just like that. I um, would like to build a rain cloud above this and just condense water around um mother harvest and let it just fall like just like pour down on her yeah yeah go for it um how how do you how do you want to do this aspect up uh i'm going to go not aspect i'm sorry approach i mean yeah yeah i'm going to um i'm going to go flashy on this one i'm going to send yeah. like technicolor rain going solomon byron play into his strength. uh and I that's like a plus it. 5 Total. Hell yes, dog. Okay, that uh, that works beautifully. Um, instantly, this this um, neon pulsing glow cloud. All hail the glow cloud. Um, all hail the glow cloud. Begins to uh, form above the area where it's just a wave of technicolor neon delicious black light infused rain begins to pour down on this area dampening the papers and uh flattening them to the ground and as it does so as soon as they are all soaked there's a sound like a straining kind of creaking kind of bendy sound like an old wooden ship might make Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, okay, here's the, Solomon seems like he's the kind of guy who would read, like, books about old nautical ships and Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Yeah, Ron Swanson, motherfucker. He hums, um, what would you do with a drunken sailor to himself while he grades papers? Exactly. So you recognize this as the sound of, uh, wood straining. And as the rain falls, the papers become they 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 are thrust upward by some unseen lines of force and they become this tall rainbow grass that is colored by the very rains you have poured down and they immediately begin to spread in almost every direction and i'm picturing i'm picturing the foreman's office is in like so you guys went down into the pit of the quarry, not into the mines, but like there's this big square, you know, pit that they've dug down into. And I'm picturing the foreman's office is on one of the like higher levels of that. It's up above the bottom floor. So sure. now the entire shelf that you guys are on is very quickly filling with this like delicious, uh, like Neopets rainbow paintbrush, uh, tall, tall grass. And you can see movement in it somewhere, but also in more than one somewhere. Look, you soggy bent! Wow. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> um, can I cast a fireball? Uh, you already did your thing, dude. Damn I'm it! I know, I know, I'm sorry. The good news is, now it's Mother Harvest's turn. Why doesn't water do anything? Water did a thing! Water made plants grow, dude! Great. Cool. In my, I, I mean, like, in fairness, you attacked a nature spirit with water. I didn't know what you thought was going to happen. 
Well, I mean, it was doing a magic thing with paper, and I figured it would make the paper soggy, and the falling water would diffuse the magical energies, that's, and that didn't work fair. at all. So, well, you know what, though, come tax time, uh, they're gonna feel the sting of Solomon Byron's wrath because those were some important W two documents. Great, perfect, <laughs> wonderful, amazing. I'm glad I'm so ineffectual. And a person like, oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Tony? Should be online now. No, like, you actually need physical copies of each you do. W-2 form. You can. Uh, uh, I I used to work with W-2s when I was working for Razor. Um, you can digitize your storage method, but you do need to have the actual physical copies. Well, there you go, folks. For, for reasons. You know what, Solomon? Um, Let's see here. Because uh, of your alchemical excellence stunt... Uh-huh. If you, if you can wangle me away for you to have done something with the chemical composition of that rain to, you know what, why why don't you just, uh, why don't you just make me another flashy roll with the plus two from your alchemical excellence and we'll see if something happens. Uh, I mean, I guess. You know what, I'll give it to you for free. You don't need, Uh, I mean, that's, that's a plus two plus a five. So that's plus seven at the end of that roll. Yeah, no, I meant another roll. Yeah, no, I, that's what I just did. Oh, nice. Okay. So, this beautiful, shimmering, glowing, oh my, that is, that is a Fate Dice app. It is. Yeah, that was all up in my Skype window. Um, so, this beautiful, glowing, shimmering rainbow grass that, uh, that has sprung up everywhere. As soon as you call her a soggy bint, which seemed to upset her quite a great deal. Good. Um, yeah, you, it begins to move and sway as if in a breeze, but in one particular area, the area that you're pretty sure she was in before all this started up, you begin to see movement, and as you do so, you follow the track of the movement, and where it goes, the color leaves, and it just becomes like regular green grass. Mark your position. Exactly. So you can now see exactly where she is going. Yeah, take that, dummy! Yeah. <laughs> Good job. It just, it just, she just runs and spells out, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just like in my favorite Polly Shore movie, Son in Law. Um, okay. So it is now the tree's turn. And the tree is real, real mad. And he's gonna reach his branches down. And he's gonna try to clobber him one, uh, one Solomon Byron. Of course he is. Yeah. Batoo. I mean, come on, tree. Why, why you gotta be that guy? Okay. Um, he is going to, like, lob a bunch of pine cones at you real hard, even though it's not a pine. Like, the scientist in Solomon huh. is real, real mad. Yeah, exactly. This is some bullshit. I'm intellectually offended by this tree. <laughs> so why don't you, uh, roll me something to dodge getting hit by a bunch of pine cones? Alright, so that's, uh, I'm gonna call that a forceful to just like deflect them with a with a oh, magic shield yeah. right uh, and that's a three okay yeah that works absolutely you just wonder woman style just and uh one of them goes pinging off of your wrist or staff or however you do it and uh off into the field that just sprung up and it happens to land right where mother harvest is currently uh is currently scrawling her monochrome trail through the rainbow grass uh and as each pine cone has been deflected and landed somewhere else it has exploded in a small cloud of bees 
Oh, God. Bees? Yeah. Bees. Bees. So right as you, as you hear it land, there's a small explosion, and you just hear Mother Harvest go, going, Ow! 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 No! Bees! Why? No! I want to yeah, set well, the bees on fire. Look you, look, you soggy bent. You could have avoided all of this. I mean, she, she could have done. Fortunately, it is now Fiona's turn. I want to set the bees on fire. How do you propose to do so? Throw my lighter at them. <laughs> Wah! <laughs> We've established how Jackie sets things on fire. With lighters. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Um, I, 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 I don't want to no-sell your idea, but I, I don't think you could get the bees to hold still long enough to just, oh, like, hold your lighter under the cloud and they catch fire one by one. No, I don't know. I don't just, know. Just, it's a Zippo, so it stays lit. She Does. just tries to fling it at the at the, the the swarm and hopes that one of them lights on fire, which in turn lights the others on fire. You know what? Give me a clever. That's a four. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, the P stands for excellence. You <laughs> fling your lighter into the heart of the swarm, uh, the swarm nearest you, because there are a couple of them. They've been hanging out where their various pine cones exploded into the heart of the nearest swarm, and... Apparently, these bees make their honey not from uh, clover or from lilac or foxglove or marijuanas or any other locally available plant, um, but from, yeah. like, I was going to say from, like, hops and yeast, meaning that they form alcohol honey, and yeah. that's why they're super flammable. But we'll say also it's near a gasoline <laughs> uh, factory. I don't know where gasoline gets made. <laughs> <laughs> in any event there is now a cloud of flaming bees just over there good job and the bees take a stress <laughs> i love this game no wait i've got it i've got a solution that uses these bees oh i bet you do buddy and we'll get to your turn in just a minute uh let's see it is now if memory serves punchy McHugh's turn does that sound right Sure. What? I was imitating you doing Punchy McHugh's. <laughs> Thank you. Thing. Thank you. Okay, yeah, so uh, it is his turn now, even if it wasn't before. And he is going to uh, rush up, and the love of battle is upon him. And he's still got his flaming fistules. What's up, Dylan? No, nothing. Oh, you look like you were eager to make some kind of snarkleberry. No, I have uh, used up my snarkleberry count. <laughs> I mean, you say that now. <laughs> I do. Okay. So he rushes up and he's and he's clanging his knuckle dusters together, and it's sending off these these giant these giant sparks. And he's and the sparks fall down, and he's just twirling in them like a beautiful battle princess. And <laughs> he, he runs up and just yells. I am scrunching for some punching! And, uh, just, he punches so hard. He's only got the one thing he's good at, but he's so, so good at it. And, uh, he's gonna punch this tree right in its stupid face. Uh, that's actually not very good. Um, that's, uh, that's, uh, okay. And the tree... Uh, the tree dodges, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, like a giant, um, like a, a giant empty knot hole, uh, opens up right where his fist was gonna go, 
and um, closes in on it right at, right as his fist is in there. So he is now elbow deep in this tree and, uh, and unable to remove his, his left gripper. Um, he sits there kind of like, hey, hey, uh, let me go. Uh. And he's trying to punch with his other fist kind of ineffectually because he can't really get the wind up on it, you know? Sure. Um, he says, hey, hey, Lamont, I, th- I think this is yours. And he is going to try to um, rip Solomon's uh, sword out of the tree with his with his good hand. Yeah, that's a pretty good strong. So he's got a real good strong, you guys. So he's going to reach over and just yoink it out and fling it at Solomon. <laughs> and, oh, God. Well, see, here's the thing. The angle, he's going to have to tear it out and just fling it kind of behind him and to the left. So, sure. Back so, into uh, the left. Back into the exactly. left. Back into the left. I assume that's a reference. So uh, um, JFK assassination. <laughs> God. Um, okay. So, <laughs> what? How are you going to catch this sword that's coming at you? Uh How about I quickly fucking hit the ground? Yeah, homie. That's a plus zero. Okay, let's see. I'm not even gonna try to catch the goddamn thing. I'm just trying to get out of the oh, way of it. Yeah, that's a really good solution. Um, and wake. Um, well, here's the thing. We'll, we'll say that was his clever because he was. Uh, no, that was he, he tried to do that as carefully as possible, and that's his dump stat. Oh, good. So, yeah, so that was actually a zero to him, and I think Ty goes to the defender, so uh, it goes swooping over your head and lands in the uh, upright in the ground. Actually, no, it lands, it goes thunk and sticks into the wall just, uh, like, directly behind you, like where your where your little beating thumpity-thumper of a heart was just a moment ago. Great. Say, hey, you thanks wanna... for that! That totally almost didn't just kill me or anything. Cool, cool. I'm not gonna kill my bowling buddy. Um, at this point, it is uh, Perro Adama's turn, and she is going to take her her long whippy chain and just go with it and build up some stuff. And she's gonna try to like just cleave through the rainbow grass with it, and just like mow it down. She's gonna say, "Warden Byron, any help here, or am I just gonna be mowing till the end of days?" Yeah, give me a second. Like, I don't know where to go, dude. The, the, the faded bit. The bit without color. Colorblind, you ass. What are you, a dog? Whoa. At that point, the the entire battle grinds to a halt, and the tree just puts up a hand like, oh my. (laughs) And, (laughs) and Mother Harvest just shouts out from somewhere. (laughs) She, she, I'm just gonna use my, my default woman voice. She's now, I may be covered in bee stings, but that was just uncalled for. Solomon, you what? apologize to Pierogi. We're busy! Apologize to the Pierogi! Busy as a flaming bee? <laughs> I hate you. Does that make it my turn? hate you in does... all capitals with a TM at the end. Okay, does that make it my turn? I mean... <laughs> No, that was not my turn. <laughs> oh no! It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's actually Rowan's turn now. Okay, so uh, Mother Harvest has like ran away, right? Yeah, she's somewhere off in the uh, in the grass field. I'm going to run after her. Uh, I assume my one with nature thing is still up. 
Okay, so uh, I'm assuming that I can just follow her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you do so. Running after her. Outstanding. Um, you do so. You plunge directly into um, since since Solomon said that the discolored bit is the way to find her. Uh, you plunge directly in there, and you're following that track, and it's no problem. And you think this is all going surprisingly well. When you are, let's see here. Oh yeah, that'll do. Um, you are grabbed from out in the grass by an unseen limb of some kind. And what it's going to try to do is hook from behind you or from the side around your neck and drag you off into the grasslands. So why don't you go ahead and make a save however you feel is appropriate, and we'll we'll find out what happens if it happens. Uh, I think, so I'm getting grabbed, right? Yes. From the ground. I think quick would be the best then, because I want to try to, like, just... Uh, somersault away from it or something. Sure, I'm just proud of you for not trying to use careful. Yeah, go for it. I only used... That was that was the one time, and it's mostly because <laughs> of my stupid uh, face of my father, which gives me a plus in... in. Give me one second, I'm trying to... I love you, Thony. Uh, negative one! Negative one! Okay. Um, then, yeah, you are dragged bodily off into the grass by an unseen assailant. And as soon as that happens, more limbs begin to uh, grasp and apprehend you. And you're actually kind of picked up and they start hauling you off uh, in a direction that, because you scouted the area out beforehand, you recognize as being towards the entrance to the mine shaft. Do these legs look like spider legs? You don't see any legs. Uh, whatever things grab me, do they look like spider things? Uh, they do now. Shit. Why did you no. say something? I'm just, no, like, they, they super don't. paranoid that, that the spider lady is still after me. Oh, that's a really good thing to be paranoid about. But no, this isn't her. Um, This is... The arms appear to be uh, clad in uh, a kind of rough uh, burlap. Okay. Uh, well, I'm caught now, I guess. Yep, right? that's you. Okay. Um, and I think that's everybody... Yeah, okay, so, um, Solomon Byron, you had a plan involving these bees. Wait, I'm sorry, the bees didn't get a turn. Okay, um, <laughs> so, the bees are gonna make known their displeasure at being set aflame, which I think we can all agree is fair. Oh my god, Fiona, you're not so hipster you're allergic to bees, are you? Um, can Wait. I be so hipster that I'm immune to bees? <laughs> well, you know what? Here's 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 the thing. Um, <laughs> let's take a look. I, I I really I really want to invoke. And you guys, I think I think we're confusing how aspects and stunts work. And I'm having so much fun with it. I don't care. Uh, yeah. I would like to play. I liked it before. It was cool against you to make you have been allergic to bees all along because it's now like. I don't know that trendy is the word, but everybody's allergic to gluten or something, when in reality, no, almost no one is. Celiac disease is a thing. But, so you can, um, you can accept being terribly, terribly allergic to bees, or you can give me a fate point to have always been immune to bees, which I don't know if that's a thing. I don't think you could be immune to bees. You can only just be not allergic to bees. She's so hipster that... Bees ain't got shit on her. Bees ain't got shit on her. So Um... it's... So it's your call. Either give me a point or take a point. I have two points, right? Uh, that I... sounds about right. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, I'll give you one. Okay, cool. You're down to one point, and you are immune to bees now and forever. Well, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, they're still on fire, though, so they're yes. still going to come over. I mean, that's... I'm not immune to fire, just... You're not. Bees. I mean, that we know of. That so know. they're going to come over, and they realize they're on fire, and they're just going to swarm all, all up on your noggin. Um, well, if I'm going to burn to death anyway, I may as well take that rainbow bitch out with me. <laughs> Rainbow Bitch is my new uh, Lisa Frank-inspired uh, Riot, Riot Girl band. Yeah. Yes. Also, it's a uh, it's a special crossover one-shot with the My Little Pony comics and the um, uh, Planet Bitch comics. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, yeah, this this flaming swarm of bees is looking to get up in your fries real quick. So how are you going to defend against that? Um, is there... Water within a reasonable distance. You guys are in a fucking quarry. Uh, yeah, there's there's very definitely water. There are buckets of it. What's up, Dylan? Nothing. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's very definitely water around. Um, there are some puddles and some buckets of it. There's a fountain and a spigot just yonder. Uh, I will point out that you've got a wind power. You're right, I do. Um, so, Fiona, I'm... here's here's what my plan was, and you should do this. Okay. Build build a wind tunnel that coalesces the bees, and then throw them all at the fucking hag. Yes, I do that. <laughs> Very I, good. Uh, I take I I extract my uh, bow staff slash thermos. Yep. And um, I kind of I spin it around in a circle in front of me. Yep. And create a wind vortex. Outstanding. You don't even have to roll or pay for anything. That's 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 a genius, and I love the cooperation, and I love all of you so much, and I'm having so much fun. Uh, so yeah, you do that. You manage to funnel all of the bees in there, and because of the aerodynamics and pyrodynamics and stuff, um, all of the bees catch fire, not just the swarm you're dealing with, yes. and then the wind tunnel itself catches fire. Yes! Um, because oxygen is super flammable, and I'm going to say the centrifugal force like got all the nitrogen out of there, so it's just it's just a it's just a swirling. <laughs> Shut up, Dylan. It's just be NATO. You're, you're not the science. <laughs> <laughs> Pierogi Dalai Lama is the science. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, and as this is happening, as as Fiona just comes under control of this unbelievable swirling column of fiery death. Um, Pierogi Dalai Lama is actually going to tap her Here Comes the Science aspect to note that, uh, that's fucking rad. <laughs> that's, that's an A-plus usage of an aspect. Scientific, wow. Scientifically speaking. So, <laughs> so, you're gonna, you, you, um, so, so you were just trying to hit where, where you think Mother Harvest went with this, with this fire? Yeah. Okay, um, I don't reckon you were expecting to have a giant f column of flame at your disposal, so it's just gonna full-on, like, Kamehameha wave just bore into this wall of rainbow grass. And I'd really love to see some fan art of this, because I'm picturing yeah. the grass cool in my head. Ask yeah. Max, he'll do it. Max, Shannon, get get the frig on with this. Um... So you're just just mowing down this grass, and that I didn't even mean that to be a pun, but here we are. Good job. And uh, and at one point you um 
it, you you suddenly feel resistance and a horrible horrible scream fills the air as you uh feel that you finally made contact the remaining grass now quickly spreading with flame um begins to emit uh pastel like easter smoke and um that will be the end of your turn good one good one wait it wasn't even your turn it was the bee's turn <laughs> yeah the bees are feeling the bees are feeling stung anyway oh. um oh. so and with the quarry now the quarry now filling with uh rainbow pastel Easter smoke, Mother Harvest out there somewhere in the growing rainbow inferno, which, by the way, like, you know, you had those logs when you were a little kid. The logs are like the rocks that you could put in the fireplace and they made rainbow fire happen. It's kind of like those just rainbow flames going all throughout Uh, the giant tree still dealing with Punchy McHuge. We're going to call it and see how this wraps up next week. Cool. You guys are supposed to be outraged, but whatever. No, I'm uh, stoked. Uh, I uh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. This was a this was a long, stressful episode, and I don't think any of us expected it to be. But that's what I love about this game is that I had a rough idea of where I thought this episode was going to go, and it's way the hell over there now. <laughs> well, sorry to um, ruin your plans. No, don't you dare, you Hashtag beautiful sorry, bastard. Not sorry. There we go. Okay, so uh, listeners, tune in next week for the conclusion of the scrunching for a punchin' good time Wake Wagner family hour. And uh, we'll see you all then. Please uh, visit our Facebook, visit our Twitter, visit our Tumblr, and tell us how bad we are at all of this, because we know and we want to hear it so we can ignore you. It's true. Um, We love you all. Thank you all for listening. And you guys... Thank you for playing this goofy game with me. Thank you for Thank running you for, it. Yeah. No, I you you guys are what make it honestly because I it's it's just so wonderful. I never anticipated um I never anticipated having a field of of rainbow grass mown down with a column of flame today. Well, here we are. Here we are. You're welcome for <laughs> right. this for this imagination gift. Exactly. <laughs> you guys, you, you listeners, you should have seen the finger waggle Dylan just did. Um, anyway, all right, we'll see you next time on Semi-Automagic Inc. And oh my god, everyone, I've been possessed by that funky, funky outro music. Bye Dylan, forever. Dylan, the beat is undeniable. Bye forever, all my buddies.